Hey guys, and welcome to A Humble Whore. I'm your host, Leanna, and I do have a plus one as promised. Uh, but before I introduce her, okay, Maddie, chill. <laughs> but before I introduce Maddie, am I, I heavy breathing? Inter- yeah, I just have to interject <laughs> with a quick thing. <laughs> so oh I do have a quick mini story, and it was it's wrapped around the fact that I know I've asked for constructive criticism. My boyfriend took me literally because he had no problem telling me within the first like sentence that it sounded like I was reading on my previous podcast, which I'd like to say the whole thing is trial and error. And I, I mean, I've only had this for a week, so that's I feel so like impressive. I've improved. Yeah. Thanks. I feel like I've improved so much. So, and you have like no equipment. You're, it's just like you and your iPhone. Yeah, I really do just have my plug-in Apple headphones and the editing software. Like, I use Anchor, as you guys probably know, but it really doesn't allow for anything except trimming your audio. Mm -hmm. And so it's just until I feel like it's necessary to get better equipment, I'm not going to. Until we get them sponsors. I know. (laughs) The whole sponsorship idea is so crazy. Like, it's already been crazy enough seeing... 500 plus people um, listening to this within a week, which to like normal people or people within, I guess, the music industry or the podcast industry is probably nothing. But for a humble whore from a small town, it's huge. I know. I just, I thought I was going to get like 10 views. I guess I did did. too. Because she was telling me yesterday. I thought it was going to be, you know, friends who are, you know, just curious about like our sex lives, you know, wanting to hear all the Mm -hmm. overshare details. But I can't believe people in, like, yeah. other countries are here listening to this. It's crazy. I know. I looked at my stats, and it had, like, a bunch of people from, like, Africa and uh, Europe and Asia. So it was super cool. Like, I'm thankful for everybody who has, like, listened in. And I'm super excited today because, as you can tell, Maddie is here with Hello. me. And she has a great oh, story. God. Yeah, no, I'm here to, to really uh, spice up the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure where to start. So for those of you guys who don't know and didn't ask, uh, we'll just give you a short synopsis of our friendship before we get into Maddie's uh, juicy mm-hmm. story. So Maddie, you can start off with our, <laughs> our friendship. So it all started off in the summer of 2017, I believe, when I was catfished um, on Facebook by Leanna to be her roommate. And it was kind of funny. We were both desperate, you know, which makes for a great beginning of a beautiful friendship. Um, But yeah, so we ended up being roommates and I was like a hermit in my room. It was just, I was very busy with like my school and work schedule. And I just, I was like in a long distance relationship. So of course, like on the weekends, I was always, you know, doing shit with my partner. And so I was just like, I feel like I was living there, but I was barely there like in the house and I did I feel like I didn't really get to bond with Leanna until like eight months into that lease yeah it took us it took me and my other roommate nine months until she like sat a toe on the living in, in the living room and we took a video we still have the video of her sitting on our couch for the first oh time my god after she <laughs> has well lived there for a long enough like period like months and months i know and we also like didn't have a dining room so i feel like i used nothing in that house like i literally would like crawl to the kitchen get my food and then like retreat to my room like bottle of wine in hand yeah it was it was rough living with her for a bit god. but Needless to say, it all, I think, I mean, if you guys have, li- <laughs> I was going to say it all came to a head when like it cracked that what in March, 
of living together. Yeah, when you became I became single. gay and single. Yeah, and so <laughs> I guess you can also kind of preface this with saying, you know, once you started, once you became single, you like exclusively dated mm-hmm. women for what is it now, two years? Yeah, women or non-binary or like trans people for two years, and that was not necessarily intentional. I just. It was just a lot of factors. I have sexual trauma with men, and that doesn't influence my sexuality, but it does influence, like, the choices I make around hooking up with people. And I also just feel really comfortable and safe in queer spaces, so I put myself in a lot of queer spaces, which, naturally, I'm not meeting a lot of, like, cis men, cis straight men. Um, Yeah. So kind of accidental. And And then I was, like, booed up for a bit. Yeah. Oh, quick thing, Maddie. If you're, I feel like you're hitting the mic. We actually had to re-record. We tried recording yesterday, and there was just so many problems with her her phone. We're trying on our mm-hmm. other roommate's phone with this. Um, are you? Hitting I'm the mic holding the mic out. Like I have it in my headphones, and I'm like stretching it out. I feel like I'm like maybe just like let okay. it fall. I think that's better. I'm trying really hard to be to be still. Okay. Well, I think it's still okay. So forgive us if you hear a couple bubbles throughout this thing. Like I said, between our like shambly, we'll get better better equipment uh, when we get the sponsorship money. (laughs) And for also, if you guys don't know what a cis what cis stands for, so when it's like cisgendered or I'm sorry, cis male or cis female, and correct me on this if I'm wrong, Maddie. That just means, um, uh, for example, cis female is someone a female who identifies with her that was assigned at birth yeah so it's like another term for that could be like um like you might hear afab that's like assigned female at birth that means like the idea is that their biosex is female but of course like at birth the only things that the doctor's really looking at is like your external genitals but it's still how they decide your sex and then name that as your gender so yeah Mm And Maddie actually entered the queer space in, yeah, I think it was, it was 2018. It was spring of 2018. And so I had my formal debut. (laughs) Yes. Her formal debut was in March of 2018. And mine wasn't until later that fall. And I think it was really interesting for me to see Maddie transition from, you know, exclusively dating straight men Closeted, to now yeah. exclusively pound <laughs> yeah exclusively pounding out females <laughs> but I never saw her in action like she would always tell me these stories of how she'd crawl over to her partner's house um whichever one was at was at the time and she had a calendar oh my God. she kept a calendar in her phone and she would put emojis still do this. of every time she got like every time she had a hookup I guess she, I yeah, still you still do, do it yeah so if you ever see my phone some little emojis and I like to assign each person a new emoji unless you're a shooting star and then you're just like a, a one-hit wonder. <laughs> yeah. And her current partner now um, is – she's been seeing for like the past six months. But this particular – Oops. Not about this part- <laughs> Not about this partner. <laughs> she is in an, an open relationship just to preface that. Yeah. And Holly. it is something that her – yes, her and her like – primary partner have spoken about mm-hmm. but I guess for the juicy details so Maddie mm-hmm. oh god where do I begin so sorry my cat's like bumping up my cat is never this needy but the cat is like all up in the headphones right now 
So begin where I so I started working at a bar, which is how I've been meeting a lot of men. Is <laughs> because yeah, now I'm working. I also like, usually work with kids, so I'm not also usually meeting a lot of people at my job. Um, but yeah, I'm working at a bar now in COVID. It's a real fun time. Um, but I met someone like through a friend of a friend and I don't know. I just felt very, they're like queer identifying too. Um, and I just felt really like safe and comfortable and chill. Like it's really important for me to feel really comfortable with someone. And then like further, this person like made no move to like fuck me, which like further made me want to fuck them, you know? I was like wow you're not gonna like try this wow okay come here (laughs) yeah Maddie and I have this thing where people don't want to have sex with us it just makes us want to have sex with them more used to especially with men it's interesting I feel like you know men are very tend to be very forward I think it's all gender socialization you know men think they have to like approach and initiate stuff and so when that sort of like um I don't know, gender roles like flipped or not that strong. It's like makes me feel really safe. Ben, maybe there's there's definitely some more psychology into it. Like maybe I just like rejection. Who knows? But I think that was the selling point for me. <laughs> I was like, wow, you're not trying to fuck me. Yeah, come here. And <laughs> and then so and that and then we like had with a whole group of friends, we like went on this trip together. And again, this whole trip, like everyone's being super flirty. There's like tons of flirty energy. You know, we're all just like on vacation, having fun. There's like a hot tub where, you know, just like running around and just, you know, doing whatever, playing a lot of never have I ever just stupid fun shit, like getting drunk. And again, this whole time, this person like made no move, like absolutely not ignoring me but just like completely just respecting me and you know it just got to me by the end of it what is this what the all that respect and you know not taking advantage of me just got to me and I was just like I just remember looking at this person and being like god like I will let you do anything to my body like that sounds so bad and so she did god so in that moment I was like at the peak of my blue balls I was just like yeah, you can do anything to me. Oh my god, Maddie, turn off your fucking notifications. Phone ring. Okay, sorry, yes. so popular. Um, <laughs> so then, then I, I was like, I'm gonna. I also really love a challenge, so I was like, okay, no, I need to make this happen. Or like, I want to just assert myself more in a situation that like makes sense. So the time came, and just to preface, like in previous, um hookups with cis men I never like it's a big thing to me like I in past lives I've never (laughs) let dudes come inside me except like on one occasion just it's like a you know it's just like a safety and comfort thing especially if you know if if you have opinions about my body and what I what you think I'm allowed to do and how to take care of myself like that's you get no say in that and you you're come you can come on the floor you can come on my knee you can come on the floor like there's some tissues over there in the the trash trash. (laughs) in your own literally actually i didn't even know that was a thing i did not know that was a thing came in their own mouth for me and that was actually really hot difference different story (laughs) for another time Uh, i was like yeah no you i am i'm not hosting all of that but alas in this situation it had been, I don't, I think we mentioned it, but it was, had been a two year dick dry spell. And I think it's just one of those things. And I'm, you know, I'm 
I, I don't think gender or body parts mattered that much to me, but it was just like knowing that it had been two years and I was just like, I mean, the moment, the moment arrived and I was like, I want some raw dick. <laughs> and when she called me, so she called me or she Snapchatted me. The yeah. Night why don't before, you say like, from your happened. perspective? All right. Take so over. I get the Snapchat from Maddie and granted we are six, uh, six hours apart so I'm six hours behind her so this was probably like three in the morning like right post stick <laughs> and she snapchats me a picture and it's a like a photo of her face and it says I just got dick after two years and I made him come in me raw <laughs> I was shook God. I know I could not believe it and also like I'm surprised it's been this long without you having any mm-hmm. dick I'm surprised because... too. it's kind of like an accident but yeah yeah not intentional I mean, but because, i'm also not mad about it i mean and when you were single you still had dick for maybe four to six months mm-hmm. um right as i entered the queer space you kind of left the straight men behind <laughs> <laughs> and you had always said okay well like like you had never said that you weren't gonna hook up with men after yeah. that it just it never happened because you know maddie got into a relationship mm-hmm. and um, they later opened it up and everything, but even when you guys opened we, it up, it just it never still came didn't... up that I was, yeah. um, me and my partner talked a lot about it. We talked about, you know, if, if gender or biosex matters and we decided like it doesn't, but it just, yeah, it just never came up. It wasn't a priority. Um, I, I hate the idea that like bisexual, especially like bisexual femme women, like always want dick or like that, you know, there's, there's a stereotype that like bisexual femme women are secretly just like straight and that like bisexual men are secretly just gay because like everyone in the end like just wants dick and I I resent that idea so much but like also it's just like fun to celebrate people in their bodies and to enjoy yeah, for sure everything exactly and so so she had sent me this photo <laughs> and then I called her the next no, day because like, she was right still at his house there. <laughs> all right I tried to call her while she was with him because I, like, I knew that he was probably staying Come the night yeah out of me I gotta go but I still tried to give her a call and so I got in touch with her the next day and she like told me the whole story and she's like you know it just been so had been so long so I made him come in me raw and then the next day and she did ask him she actually did ask him if he had tested and he conveniently said yes before the trip which like hmm (laughs) was it really true I still need the paperwork I don't know yeah but he was queer and I feel like hooking up for those of you who like don't know or have never thought about it my personal opinion and I'm sure Maddie's as well is that hooking up with queer people whether it's male or female is a lot more comforting mm-hmm. and like comfortable because I feel like they just go through so much trauma in being comfortable with themselves yeah. and everybody like not being comfortable with them sure. that there's a so much more understanding and also best of both worlds for those who are you know bisexual or pansexual um and so you just get so much more uh experience and understanding and empathy Uh, yeah I feel like especially being a queer person I feel like of course and especially being queer feminine women like there's a lot of sexualization of that um in a very negative way sometimes you know the whole like oh two girls that's so hot and so I think being with someone who understands who has a queer understanding from their own self. And also it's just like queer people have already interrogated a lot of things. They've already interrogated, 
you know, their sexuality and probably gender roles and things like that, which not every straight person has to confront. So I think just in the sense that they've already had to, you know, interrogate these other aspects of them, I feel like you get someone who's maybe a little more in touch with themselves and more comfortable and it just generally feels more safe. Yeah. And so for me, at least like, my experience, like I've never been scared, definitely especially with women. I've never been scared in the way that I have been with men. Like I'm always afraid of men um, generally, unless I have a reason not to be, but I've never I been on the, I never feel that way with women. So that's why I think it, ta- it comfort is a huge thing for me. Yeah. And I personally have not um, had a sexual encounter with that sounds weird. I have not hooked <laughs> up with <laughs> I've not slept with anyone who a, a bisexual or pansexual a queer male yeah. and so I can't really speak on that account but I definitely have a bunch of friends who are bisexual males and I feel like mm. they're just so much more chill they're like super supportive of any type of female body mm-hmm. like all these things but anyway so Maddie Maddie gets raw dogged <laughs> And like fill to the brim. <laughs> this sounds like a porno the description. Huh, I know barely, it's like those audio pornos. Barely twenty three gets <laughs> gets stuffed at creep God. Oh my god. By this man's and it was actually super successful. So I'm super impressed. And she did get plan B. Um I want to say that this was not the plan of hers to get stuffed this way, but as you probably have heard, it definitely was. And she took full advantage of the 24 hours before she got the plan B. Oh, wait, are you talking about me? But yeah, no, you. not this time. You didn't get plan no, B. I'm on birth control. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oops, incriminating myself. No, actually, one of my girlfriends. I've taken plan B before. She... Like right before church. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like on the way to like catholic mass it's fine well one of my friends this has been like a reoccurring conversation is like should i let or can i let in my boyfriend or my partner Mm -hmm. come in me when i'm on birth control and a lot of my friends who have been asking me this they're on an iud Mm -hmm. so i have a previous the one before this actually where it just talks about you know iud's and the pros and cons and iud's are the most effective Mm -hmm. um you can look it up don't take my word i listen to your podcast they are it's a good podcast. Oh, yes. and you like yeah. it? Thanks. Anyway, so it is the most effective form of birth control. So um, my friend had messaged me and she's like, hey, like I've been, I'm basically dating this guy. Like, is it okay? Like, what do you think about it? And I was like, I personally let my let boyfriend come in way too early. <laughs> no, no, I am really picky with that. No one has ever come to me who I wasn't dating. Mm-hmm. Although I have to say when I was dating them, like everything was out on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Except for my IUD that was planted like firmly was in my deep pussy. deep inside me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But other than that, I think I've been pretty reliant on the IUD to do its mm-hmm. job. And also when I have sex and like that happens, I go to the bathroom afterwards and I just like squeeze yeah. it out, you know? <laughs> and I mean, I just, yeah, I try to like squish it all out somehow with like <laughs> never having done Kegels, just, you know, just, just good old trying to rely on the force of the gravity f- to pull everything out <laughs> and good faith, good, good will, faith, a couple good prayers faith and gravity, a crystal. <laughs> A magnet, like I don't know what would attract <laughs> semen. God, but yeah. So I, t- 
try to do that as like an extra preventative measure. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you know, so far, no children, no, no scares. Like, I don't want to have anyone's right now, any children right now. And yeah, the IUD has been really great. And so I actually, I had told my boyfriend about like my friend's question and he was like, don't like, don't let him come in her. Like that's stupid. Like don't have her come in. Yeah. Don't let him come in her. Like that'd be a dumb choice for her to make. And I looked at him and I was like, but babe, <laughs> you came in me. I was like, you came in me like a month after we were talking. He was like, well, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> I was telling everyone that story too. Just like, but babe, but you came in you so quick. He did. I was a dumb bitch. Like, I feel like a lot of guys will ask, like, "Oh, can I come in you?" Pretty, you know, after it's been like a month or so. And he did. You know, while we were talking, he asked. Maybe it was he asked two weeks, but like two weeks into us fucking, and I was like, "No, like I, I'm reserving that for I'm later." S- my body's and a then. Temple. I know and when it's really a calm dumpster, but anyway, so <laughs> he had asked me and then another time a little bit later, we were having sex and, um, he was like getting close and everything. And so I was a dumb bitch and like wanted him to keep pounding me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, just do it. Just come in me. And he's like, Oh, are you sure? That's and always like, the game yeah. time I, decision when you're like <laughs> dick deep. <laughs> I know. And I locked my legs around his waist, <laughs> made <laughs> eye contact, used to- yeah (laughs) and refused to let go and let's just say to this day he has never like not come on my stomach or something like he refuses to pull out just because he was treated that way within the first Mm -hmm. month so i think that was my mistake man (laughs) i know if you if you give a warm spot (laughs) to a dick (laughs) i don't know a warm wet spot it's just hard to go back you know the floor is just not the same and that could be like a heated pie. Like I think it was in like American Pie or something oh that like a guy stuck his dick in the pumpkin pie oh, or something. Wanna... And then recently, I saw a meme where there was a J- there was this huge speaker and and somebody put a pocket pussy in mm-hmm. it. I was shook. Oh, because it like vibrates. Yeah, like super one of those huge subwoofers. Ooh, you know what I want to do? Have you seen um, Call Me by Your Name? With the peach, no. there's a scene where Timothy Chalamet fucks a peach. I don't think you see it on screen, but then it's like very oh, clear he's that he's like fucked a peach, and there's like, it's like all oozy, and then like this his lover, or trying to be lover, like comes in and eats the peach, like realizes the peach was fucked, and like starts eating the cummy peach, and it's so hot. I'm shook. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, it was good. I was like damn a peach how about that (laughs) well remember that other story of well one of our friends there was this like eating out challenge at one of the gay bars and so a bunch of different queer people maybe even straight were given a particular (laughs) like sexual looking fruit item and had to do oral on it and it was this whole competition and like one of them eat a fruit seductively but basically i know and you know giving it head yeah, I think that's, like, such a good idea. And it would, it's actually so nerve-wracking. Like, I think sometimes I get even a little nervous to make eye contact oh, okay. while giving head. Like, I talk all this game, but once in a while, I'm just like, I don't know if I want to make eye contact. Like, that might be weird. <laughs> I look away. I look side to side quickly. <laughs> I oh know. Like, recently I did um, a pole dance for uh, for my boyfriend. And so I had, like, practiced in front of my, like, seven-foot mm-hmm. mirror and everything. Like, I was like, oh, this looks great. 
And so uh, I performed it for him the whole time I was looking at the floor or like in the back of my eyeballs. Like I just couldn't bring (laughs) myself to look at him. And I just think that's because maybe, I don't know, stage fright. And also like I wanted to look sexy and like what if he thought I didn't even though he was trying to be supportive? (laughs) What if his dick didn't get hard? Like what if he wanted to break up with me after this because he just thought I was a whore, you know, after You were too good at it, you know. (laughs) He's like, she's such a natural questionable yeah I love that we both we started from the bottom and now we both have pulls <laughs> yeah I copied you. we started with straight men I'm still on straight men though well okay I did of course have like my time with um, my like queer time which was super cool um and I think it was like very empowering mm-hmm. for me to kind of it's not that I was never confident in my sexuality it's just like It's just another avenue Mm -hmm. of becoming older and becoming more sexually aware of yourself Mm -hmm. and other people. And I think that's really cool. Like you could just have so many, even if you date within your own gender, I mean, with the opposite gender, you still have so many people who are so different Mm -hmm. and everything. And just imagine, you know, opening that up. Like we're not trying to campaign you guys to be gay. gay Although I do campaign everybody to have a finger stuck up their butt. 100%. If you have a prostate. Still trying to convince him to do it. Like, but he clenches those butt cheeks oh so tight, God. I cannot penetrate. You see Ali Wong's when she's like talking about the nanny, the 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 nanny that has like the nervous twenty five year old butt cheeks that she's gonna pry open. Oh my God! Yeah, to eat his ass for washing her daughter. <laughs> I just watched that the other day. She's like, I don't care if his butt cheeks are all nervous and tightening up, <laughs> quivering. quivering. I always, I'd like a I challenge. Always, I say it's sword fighting when like, especially with like straight dudes. <laughs> straight cis dudes they like come at you with a pinky because I feel like there was a a phase where maybe not a phase but felt like it where like dudes were so there was a weekend weekend where dudes were super into just like anal and like trying to put a pinky in a girl's ass like the two in the pink Uh, yeah I I was gonna say there was like a bunch of songs and then all these dudes were just trying to like you know just stick it in but like not asking not knowing you know not keeping track of their fingers I've gotten fucking UTIs from dudes Maddie gets UTIs so I've had more often. UTIs than periods. I've, I figured out. I oh tallied it up. <laughs> Actually, when I was at her house visiting her uh, the last time, she had gotten another UTI, and she had gone to, like, um, what was patient it? Patient first, where I have frequent flyer Yeah, miles. patient first. She does. And I had asked her, or she had been like, oh, it's not a big deal because you can have, like, six UTIs within a year before it's, like, a problem. I was like, why is six that's a small so, number? Yeah, that's like, not, and I've had kidney infections. I've had UTIs progress to the point where it's like I've infected kidneys and you can die from that. Like that's something you have to treat right away with like antibiotics. But has she stopped fucking? No. Have I stopped putting things in my Still ass? Out there. No. <laughs> oh my God. No, but you have to keep but track this- of your fingers. That's the whole, the whole storyline. If you're sticking your finger in someone's ass, but anyways, yeah, I would come out with these guys and we'd sword fight with our pinkies. We'd like joust who could get in first because I was like, I'm done with this game. If you're trying to not ask me to stick some shit <laughs> in my ass, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come at you. Well, actually, I was just talking to one of our mutual friends and like we're going to have her on the show on another episode. But she was like, oh, my God, should I tell the story about how I like strapped this guy down? Oh, my and, God, like, absolutely. Him? And I was like. A power That's move. my dream. I think... Like, my broad city dream. I mean, yeah, all stigmas aside, guys 
need to explore their bodies and all the innards of it just as much as women mm-hmm. do. Like, I feel like just because they have a dick and it's something that is like out there and in the open, they really don't pay that much attention to it. And also because they come so quick, they think like that's mm-hmm. the only type of like pleasure is from head or like even their balls being sucked. But hello, literally the, the org, the G spot is in side a male's yeah. asshole so and also guys there have actually been a couple guys um when i started dating uh, a lot more frequently i think before i got in this relationship and they would just openly tell me like yeah i've done butt stuff it's been like in a relationship but like i've done it and it like i've enjoyed it mm-hmm. or i haven't but i feel i mean the more the older guys get the more candid for the most part they are about their sexuality mm-hmm. and i think that's super cool for sure i think like penis pleasure is so overrepresented that it almost is like doing a disservice to like everyone because then it makes like male pleasure seem super like cis male pleasure seems super simplistic and there's so much to yeah. do and then women's bodies are seen as like the great mystery so everyone's like <laughs> well fuck they're like yeah i come in it but i don't really know what it does or how it works i just finished my favorite is when someone will like rub a nipple and be like did you come <laughs> they're like did they get it did, did you just come and i'm like are you fucking kidding me well actually that's more like me i feel like i'm one of the rare like species of females who can like finish from just having not like thing like nipple play but well nipple play but not in the aspects of just like fingers like i need the mouth i need like noises i need everything I'm a very, like noises and yes. audio person however not asmr that gives me the creeps <laughs> and kind of makes me wet but like i don't want to go you're into not that ready ASMR yet. world yeah. <laughs> but i just think people looks especially men just look so peaceful and you know less <laughs> what is it less pro- not problematic when they have a titty in their mouth and <laughs> that just makes me so wet <laughs> my boyfriend's not talking man oh my oh god he just looks so at peace and i'm just like <laughs> i love you so much <laughs> i love us i i do too and i love stories like this because so often women are shamed for having a sex life outside of their relationship and even more so for sharing them. So thank you, Maddie, for sharing your story. I do what I can. bringing a little bit more raunchiness to this. You know, I do what I can now that I'm, I'm exposing myself. <laughs> I'm always a fan of like the self-exposing, oversharing. But you know, and now no, this I guy's never going to sleep with me again. I was debating. I, I was know. Like, Hopefully, I, he never listened. I was like, should I tell him? Should I text him and be like, I'm talking about your dick on a podcast? And I was like, I don't really think that's chill. <laughs> well, you didn't really, like, talk about the quality. I know it's such a 21st century thing, like, post-hookup. Hey, I talked about your dick on a podcast. I was like, podcast. I'll just <laughs> leave it in the universe um, for everyone to find. And I'm yeah, not going to Yeah, just like my boyfriend's mom to find this. So we'll see how not that, that I'm goes. Known but for she's chill, super but... chill. But... Yeah, I can always be improved. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for doing with this with me today. I hope to have Maddie as a regular. Between her and a couple girlfriends I have, I think we'll have more than enough stories for you guys. And it's super cool because most of my girlfriends that I've talked to recently, they are queer as well. And I just think that is so much like juicier and also so much more like along the lines of female empowerment mm-hmm. and us really getting our stories out. So yeah, thank you so much, thank Maddie. Thank you for having me. Okay, bye guys. Bye.